Hello and welcome to another teaching from 119 Ministries. Our ministry believes that the whole Bible is still true and directly related to our lives today. If you would like to know more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. It was expected from each follower of Jesus, his Hebrew name being Yeshua, to encourage one another unto all holiness. As in the letters of the first century disciples, we must too encourage our brothers and sisters to walk in holiness and purity, to be set apart. But we have to be doing our best living up to that standard first. Walking in holiness means that we are not conforming to the standards of this world, but rather walking out the perfect law of our Creator. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 1 John chapter 2. And by this we know that we have come to know him, if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. The world needs Torah. It needs the light that is being projected by our daily walk. And as we walk by the way of lost souls, let us not forget to be a light unto the one sitting in darkness. Our brother Moses instructs us to speak of the law, called the Torah in Hebrew, day and night everywhere we are and everywhere we go. It is that the Word of God should be master over us in all that we say and do. But what does it mean to be a servant of the Master? Here is a key understanding. He who loves his Master does in accordance to what his Master pleases, not what pleases himself. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Here we see that Yahweh has ownership over us. Many realize that all the instructions in the Torah not only carry a valuable real-world benefit in obeying them, but that there are spiritual lessons hidden in them as well. Exodus chapter 21. When you buy a Hebrew slave, he shall serve six years, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. First, please note that this relates to being a slave. A slave, biblically speaking in this case, is more or less a servant. For more information, please see our respective teaching. A biblical slave or servant is an individual who has contracted out their labor and self for a particular type of work in exchange for food, shelter, safety, clothing, and other needs for daily living. In a more modern contractual servanthood sense, it is similar to signing up for the military in the United States for a period of time. During that time, a person serves in the military. In exchange, the military takes care of the individual. The person is not free to leave until the contract of serving expires. The same type of contractual agreement, in a sense, is to what is being referred to here. It is designed to benefit both parties of the agreement. It is not designed to be an unfair oppression. Secondly, please note that this is not any type of slave, but in fact a Hebrew slave. This is important to understand. 
The biblical word ivri means to traverse or pass over. To be a Hebrew, it means that one has crossed over in the faith. Thus, all claiming faith in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are by very definition Hebrews. The very meaning of the word Hebrews is not something that is necessarily genetic, but speaks more to the faith of the individual. It is one who has crossed over or passed over from one state to the next. John chapter 5 Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. So, those who believe and follow Yeshua by following the same word of God he spoke and followed are those who are considered to be a Hebrew, passing over from death unto life. Now let's find out what the six years of servanthood in Exodus 21 is all about and how it is applicable for us today. When we do a study on where we are in time since Adam, you will find that we are in about the 6,000th year mark of humanity, more or less, which is right before the great day of Yahweh, the dark and gloomy day that ushers in the 1,000-year reign of Yahweh on earth with His people. In many Bibles, you will see this referred to as the day of the Lord. Remember, the Tanakh, or the Old Testament, teaches us that each day is as 1,000 years. Psalm chapter 90. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by or like a watch in the night. Peter, in knowing Psalm chapter 90, said the exact same thing, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. In the beginning, we learn that there are seven days, and the seventh day is His rest with us, Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 through 3. By the seventh day, God had finished the work He had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. There is a reason why when Yeshua arrives that he takes rain for 1,000 years. The 1,000 years is one day, also known as the day of the Lord. It is the Sabbath rest we are expecting at our Messiah's return. Revelation chapter 20. I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Yeshua and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. For more information on the seven days of creation and how that's prophetic, please see our teaching, The Creation Prophecy. This all relates back to Exodus chapter 21, verse 2, back to the law concerning the servant and his years of service. Exodus 21. When you buy a Hebrew slave, he shall serve six years, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. All humanity has been given six days, or about 6,000 years, to serve Yahweh. We are to understand that the number six is the number for man, and the number seven is for the Sabbath day. It is the year which points us towards the 1,000-year reign of our Messiah. Keep this in mind as we go deeper into the law and the servant and the master. Yeshua is our master, for we were bought with a price, and we are not our own. According to the law of Moses, a slave was to serve his master for six years, and then the servant is rightly free from his master according to the Torah. 
This means that he will no longer dwell in his master's house, nor eat at his table, but chooses for himself an inheritance or home outside his master's house. Unless for the love of his master, he decides to make his stay with him forever by making a covenant with him. Exodus 21. And if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free. Then his master shall bring him unto the judges. He shall also bring him to the door, or unto the doorpost. And his master shall bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall serve him forever. Indeed, the law of Yahweh is made great. Isaiah chapter 42. Yahweh is well pleased for his righteousness' sake. He will magnify the law and make it honorable. It was through Yeshua that our Creator brought this perfectly into proper interpretation and purpose. Did the words doorpost get your attention in Exodus chapter 21? We need to understand what the door represents. Concerning the blood of the Passover lamb to redeem the firstborn, the Torah says the following, Exodus chapter 12, And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorpost of the houses wherein they shall eat. This clearly is directing us to the covenant that is confirmed by blood, as in Exodus 24. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in the basins, and half of the blood he threw against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people. And they said, All that Yahweh has spoken we will do, and we will be obedient. And Moses took the blood and threw it on the people and said, Behold the blood of the covenant that Yahweh has made with you in accordance with all these words. So now we see that the servant was pierced to establish that covenant between him and the master forever. This servant is Yeshua who indeed took our place and now is standing at the door. Revelation 3 Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. This is Yeshua being the one who confirms the covenant, drinking again the fruit of the vine with us when he drinks it new in the marriage supper of the Lamb. The perfect servant, Yeshua, came to perform his service, his duty, while on earth. Isaiah 42. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice, or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth, and the coastlands wait for his law, Torah. Fair judgment, fair interpretation, fair understanding unto the truth, which is the Torah. The coastlands have received his law, the law meaning instructions, meaning Torah, the words that the Messiah was sent to proclaim. These are the words that the Torah forewarned us to listen to, to receive Yeshua, the coming prophet likened unto Moses, whom many were waiting to hear for ages, and now his words are here alive before us. But only his chosen have the ability to hear and understand. Matthew chapter 13. Then the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven but to them it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, 
because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear, but never understand, and you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. Matthew 20, verse 28. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Yeshua is the faithful servant who pleased the Master in all he did. This was also foreshadowed through Abraham and Isaac. Abraham was going to pierce Isaac on the wood, which is the same material used in the doorpost and the same material Yeshua was pierced on. So the one who pierced Yeshua, the faithful servant, was Yahweh, the Master, in order to confirm the covenant so Israel, the unfaithful servant, could be restored as one kingdom once again. Now, where does all this leave us as servants, or really as a servant in the singular, since we are one body? We are the one body of the Messiah. Therefore, we are to continue that role of servanthood that was perfectly exemplified by Yeshua, who is our master. This is what he taught when he washed the disciples' feet. John chapter 13, You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done to you. Our Messiah is our example. Whatever he did, we are to do. All we have to do is observe what he did and taught. We are to proclaim his righteousness, teaching Torah and all its elementary practices as well, and in all of its full spiritual understanding, in the same way as Yeshua, for he is the goal of the Torah. Romans chapter 10. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. And notice that the Greek word telos means goal. An option is being laid out during the 6,000th year of our service. And as Hebrew slaves of the Messiah, do you want to serve him today out of religious commitment or out of loving commitment? Do you want to serve the world in all its ways, or be sold out in heart, mind, and soul to Yahweh in righteousness? Choose this day which master you will serve. Matthew chapter 6. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The law of Moses is spiritual, but it really cannot be understood fully unless you are practicing the law and teaching it. Following Yeshua allows the Torah, which is sound teaching, to build walls in our minds from the attacks of the adversary. The Torah was given to all of Israel as a foundation to understand the message of the kingdom and all the words of our Master Yeshua. Every word that our Messiah Yeshua said was not to be creative or poetic. He spoke exactly what was in the Law and Prophets. It is not philosophy or useless speech. For example, consider the following parable of the servant in Luke chapter 17. Will any man of you who has a servant plowing or tending sheep say to him when he has come in from the field, Come at once and take your place at the table? Will he not instead tell him, 
Get my supper ready and gird yourself and serve me while I eat and drink. Then afterward you yourself shall eat and drink. Is he grateful and does he praise the servant because he did what he was ordered to do? Even so on your part, when you have done everything that was assigned and commanded you, say, we are unworthy servants. We have done what was our duty to do. So where did Messiah get the whole idea of a servant and master? His way of thinking was already consistent on what was written in the Law of Moses and Prophets. He was only bringing judgment unto it according to Isaiah 42. So let us focus on the whole Bible and be renewed in how we think through the Holy Spirit, asking for continual correction and guidance. The Torah of Yahweh granted to us to do all according to what the prophet likened unto Moses spoke. So every instruction that Yeshua gave, we must listen and put it into practice, not to gain man's praise, but out of duty and love toward him. Some related teachings to this subject covered in this teaching would be the Answering Atheist series, Slavery and the Bible, the Hebrew Root of Hebrew, the Creation Prophecy, and the Pauline Paradox series, Part 5, Romans. We hope that these words encourage you in your daily walk with our Almighty Creator. And remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.